are you going to church this Sunday? Probably because it's Easter if you don't normally go to church. But that's okay because Easter is really cool. Most churches have some kind of great, awesome thing happening. And I know if you're listening to this during the week, it's still good stuff. So make sure to pay attention. Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> I'm so glad that you guys have been hanging out with me. I know I wasn't here last week, but... Um, this week I got a good show. I hope you uh, enjoy what you hear today because I got some really cool stuff to talk about. We're going to actually talk about Easter. Um, this show comes out on Friday, the the Good Friday, the day before, you know, the couple days before Sunday. And uh, I know a bunch of churches are getting all their stuff together. They're going to put on a great um, experience for you guys and uh, that are going to church for maybe the first time just because it's Easter and your kids are going to get a bunch of eggs and stuff. So whatever. But uh, I want to talk about Easter today, but first I got to get through some stuff, so check this out. Um, if you're following me on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the good stuff. Make sure to hit that thumbs up, that like button, because that, that messes with the, uh, the algorithm. The more likes I get, the more I get popped up, so go ahead, go ahead and do all that good stuff. And if you, per- if you prefer to listen to me on audio, go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora or wherever your favorite pop, um, blah, 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 blah. wherever your favorite podcast is located, go there and search 100% richer with that little percent sign and I'll pop up and you can just check out all the 130 plus shows that are out there and uh, listen to the good stuff. So uh, with all that in the bag, I know you've noticed my beard if you're watching me on YouTube or Facebook. And I use Wild Bull products. Wild Bull products are all natural products. They take care of your beard. They have shampoo to take care of your, your hair. And they got body wash. Well, not body wash. They got the, the natural bars of soap. Good stuff. I have the beach. The I forget what it's called. It's ocean something or beach something. Great, great stuff. And because you listen and watch 100% Richard, you get a coupon code for 15% off. So go to wildbull.shop. Use the coupon code wildbull 100 and own your game. All right, so I <laughs> kind of whipped through that kind of quick today, but that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. So what is Easter? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary says this, a Christian church festival that celebrates the return of Jesus Christ to life following his death. Check that out. The, the, the church festival that celebrates the return of Jesus Christ to life following his death. That's such a good definition because that's what it is. So this week, this Sunday, that's following the, the premiere episode of this show, is Easter Sunday. So we're here to celebrate the risen Christ and the power that comes with him. And I'm going to show you some really cool stuff today. So I want you to have some understanding of things before we dive into the resurrection and the power that comes with that and the the, 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 ascent, the, the ascension of Jesus to sit down at the right hand of God. Um, so all that kind of stuff and the power and the things that happened in the earth the day he was crucified, the three days, and all that stuff is really cool stuff. So it's Easter and cool stuff. So the immortal Jesus Christ that sits at the right hand of God and intercedes for us is the bridge that takes us to future places. 
He is power that keeps us from harm's way. He is the healer of all illnesses. He is the name above all names, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and he is alive. Through the resurrection of Jesus, he establishes his kingdom here on the earth and takes back this earth for those who believe. He tells us in the book of John that he lays down his life for us that he will do anything to protect us and he will take in others that are not already in the fold that is who he brings in will know him jesus is the good shepherd check this out this is john chapter 10 7 through 18 then jesus said to them again most assuredly i say to you i am the door of the sheep all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not hear them I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have life more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, the one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. As the father knows me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And the, and the other end, other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring in and they will hear my voice and they will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore, my father loves me because I laid down my life that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I'd lay it down for uh, I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. This is Jesus establishing himself as the one who will keep you, protect you, fight for you, carry you and give his life for you. You see the enemy the enemy, the world, the, the things of the world, they, they do nothing for you except for trying to steal you away and to kill you and to destroy you. But this Jesus, he came to give you life and that life that is more abundant, an abundant life, a life full of joy, a life full of wonder, a life full of power, a life full of strength. That's what he's talking about when he says abundance. This is the power that he implants into us because of his resurrection and ascension to sit down at the right hand of God. We have the best opportunity established by Jesus to live a big life and live in the abundance that he promised. You see, there was great power on the day he went to the cross through his resurrection, through the day of his resurrection and the days that followed. I want to show you something interesting about that power. In Matthew's account of the passion, the passion of the Christ, when Jesus went to the cross, there are some interesting words about how powerful those days were. So let's check those out. Are you ready? Are you ready? I think you're ready. Matthew 27, 50 through, 50, 50 through 53. And Jesus cried out again with a, loud, with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. This is Jesus dying on the cross. So this is the day. Good Friday. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split and the graves were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and coming up out of the graves after his resurrection 
Okay, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this 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 second verse 53 again and coming out of the graves after his resurrection. So this paragraph, this section of scriptures is talking about the day he dies and then the power that's going in between the days that he the day that he died on the cross through his resurrection. And that's the power I want to talk about. So I want to show you two things in this. First, the veil was torn from top to bottom. Now, if you've seen the passion of the Christ, Jesus dies on the cross and you see the earthquake happen and you do all that and all that kind of stuff happens. And then they show this little cloth being torn from, you know, in the in the temple. And there are people I'm like, um, that was the most inaccurate thing. <laughs> you see the veil. The, 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 let me say this. The the. If if you read if you've read Exodus or you've gone in through like what what the the Tabernacle of Meeting and the Temple of the Time they had all the things that you had to do but you could not go into what was called the Holy of Holies because that's where the presence of God sat so during that time frame and in front of that was a giant veil and this veil is described in Exodus um, it's about three to four feet thick and about twenty to thirty feet in height. That's how big this veil is. That's how big this thing is. And I have a hard time believing that someone could just run in there and just rip it in half from top to bottom. But the torn the, the, the torn veil shows us that there is now, um, because of Jesus, no separation to the throne room. We actually gain complete access to Jesus where the glory of God was hidden behind the veil. Now that the veil is torn, the glory of God is revealed to the world. So watch this. This is Hebrews chapter 4, 14 through 13. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize for our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. This is what that is saying. Because that veil was torn when Jesus died on the cross, the power of God came over the earth. Rocks were broken in half. The veil was torn. An earthquake hit. All of that. The power of God is rushing through the earth at this moment in time. And the veil gets torn, signifying you can now, through Jesus, have access to God. How awesome is that? Now watch this. And the graves were opened. And this is verse 53, just, just around verse 53. And many bodies of the saints had fallen asleep, were raised, and coming out of the grave after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. The dead will come to life and be witnesses for Jesus because of his resurrection, because he was raised again. The power of God raised him back up. The Holy Spirit showed up. And the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the one that is in you and in me. So we have that power and the dead will come to life and witness for Jesus. I look at it this way. Because of the power of God that's available from the resurrection, our old lives have passed away. We die to our old ways and we now have new life through him. We are the walking dead, representing the one who gives life to the dead. Are you infected by his love, his passion, his strength, and his boldness to walk this earth as a witness? Just just now, I want to pause for a moment before I get into the next verse, because I think that that is so cool that this 
moment in time after his resurrection that people actually rose up out of the grave. Could you imagine just kind of like being like some people go to the go to the gravesite and visit their family members for whatever reason? I'm, I'm not going to get into that today. But they go over there, and then all of a sudden, hey, what's up, bro? You know about Jesus? I met him, and I was down there. <laughs> I just think it's awesome that that's something that happened. So if you if you look at it from a realistic point of view, that bodies came up out of the grave to witness Jesus, which means that they saw him, they knew him, they felt him, they knew what he was about, and they went for it. And I just think that's such a cool aspect. And people say the Bible's boring. No, no. go read the Bible. It's got so much cool stuff in there. So Easter is one of the coolest moments in time that we have to realize how awesome it is. And now here's here's 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21. It says, For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So we no longer live for ourselves because of Jesus. We live for him. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. We know him as Holy Spirit. We know him as Jesus sitting at the right hand of Father. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ Jesus and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So here is the dead coming back to life. Our dead selves, our messed upness, our brokenness turns into awesomenessity that we can walk around and say, hey, Jesus did this for me. Jesus can do that for you. When you know him, you are put on a new plane. You are put in a new place. You become a new creation. You become the great thing that God has for you to be. And now here's the rest of this verse, uh, verse 19. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, as was committed to us the world of reconciliation, the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. So now that we have him, now that we know who he is, and thanks to his resurrection, we can move forward with great things and then tell other people and be about him. And I'm going to tell you this, if you if you watch the, watch the one about uniqueness or listen to the one about uniqueness, go check that out because we don't lose our uniqueness. God knows who we are and how he, we are going to function in the earth with his power and his grace and his love and all those kinds of things. So he knows that we're going to go out and do great stuff for him. He knows that we were messed up before. He knew that before before you received him. He knew that before you even were a glimmer in your eye. He knew where we were going to go. He knows who we are and what we're about. And so that when, when we have him in us, he utilizes us as a tool to move his kingdom forward. And it's not, because of his rex, resurrection, it is through his life, death, and resurrection and ascent into heaven that he has set us up with the power to be witnesses for him. He has given us the ability to live an abundant life full of love and joy. He has given us talents and abilities to go beyond our old dead selves and reach into his future for us. Through his resurrection, he has given us the Holy Spirit to guide, direct, and comfort us. He has done all this stuff. Gina, Gina, Jesus actually promises the comforter. The Holy Spirit is revealed in John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17. So check this out. If you love me, this is Jesus talking. 
if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pay and I will pray the Father that he will give you another helper that he may abide with you for how long? Forever. For 20 minutes? No. For 15 minutes? For a couple of days? No. Forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it's neither because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. I know him. That's the Holy Spirit. He for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So he's combining here. The Holy Spirit is on his way. And he says, I will not, uh, he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. He's saying that he is Holy Spirit. This is the Godhead functioning that he is God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. This is a process of those two coming together as one or those three coming together as one because we communicate with God through Jesus who is functioning as Holy Spirit. I think it's awesome the way the Bible works. And the promise that he's talking about right here is fulfilled in Acts chapter 1 and 2. And I know you guys have read this before. I talk about Acts chapter 1 and 2 a lot. But in Acts 1, Jesus tells his disciples that Holy Spirit is coming. Re, um, reiterating this particular promise. So Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, to all Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. So wherever you are that you're listening, I know I got people in Germany and Australia and all over the world that are listening to this, wherever you are, guess what? You can preach the gospel. In Acts chapter 2, the promise is fulfilled. This is Acts 2, 1 through 3. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is that outpouring. This is what Jesus was talking about. This is the power I'm going to give you to be to become witnesses. Peter stands up on the pulpit. 3,000 people are saved that day. They start the church, and, and, and Acts 2 continues as they walk through. The guy gets healed in Acts chapter 3 at the gate. Paul becomes the greatest apostle because of Jesus, because of an encounter with Jesus, because of an encounter with Holy Spirit. These kinds of things happen. Why? Because he was resurrected from the dead so that we could be resurrected from the dead. Because Jesus is alive, abundance of life flows through us. Because Jesus is alive, we have healing available to us. Because Jesus is alive, we have a future and a hope. Because Jesus is alive, because we, we get to move in his power. Because Jesus is alive, we have dreams and abilities and talents that we can function and do things for him and do great things for him because he rose again and he gives you a bright, bright future. So you better put on your shades because our future is so bright. We have to wear shades right on, right on.